Hey, what's going on guys? It's Jamie here. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I'm really pumped about this one. This is going to get a little bit emotional for me. I'm going to be talking about my journey from going from broke to two comma club award winner in 465 days. Catch you guys right after this. All right, welcome back, guys. If this is the first time here, I'd like to say a very warm welcome to you. My name is Jamie Gardner. I'm a full-time affiliate marketer, digital ad strategist. I'm also a coach for a program. I've got well over 650 students absolutely crushing it with their affiliate marketing business based on the fundamentals of sales, marketing, and offer creation. If you'd like to learn more about what we're up to, check out the free case study. Go to jgcall.com. And if you'd like to really start ramping your business up this year and beyond, there's a link there to book a call with myself. We can have a chat, work out whether we're a good fit together and help you crush your goals. Conversely, if you'd like to hit that subscribe button, I'm going to be putting out a ton of content, really just covering my 10 plus years online and some of the stuff that I do in my business and how it can help you with yours. All right, let's jump straight into it. So... I said 465 days, I'm a little bit vague on the actual specifics there. It might be 464, it might be 454. Point being is that uh, it wasn't a very long journey from having my first $1,000 day online to finally hitting that two comma club award. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the two comma club award, it's something that is given from ClickFunnels when you cross over $1 million in revenue through a single funnel. Now, before I go any further down that pathway, what I will just like to throw out there is I am one of three people. I'm not the owner of this particular program. Uh, That is uh, the creator, my business partner and mentor, Jacob Karras owns that along with the other business partner, Chris Donnelly. Uh, I'd love to say that it's all mine, but no, alas, it was not. However, it has been a life-changing journey and I wanted to discuss with you guys some of the things that I've learned along the way and some of the things that I feel might help a few of you guys out. Now, if you are in a situation where perhaps you're looking online or you're listening online in this case, and you're seeing these huge screenshots, you're seeing all this stuff out there, all these people that are making all this money, and you're thinking, well, that sounds nice, but uh, you know, here I am, I've got a mountain of credit card debt and I'm struggling to pay the bills and you know, I don't really know what lever to pull in my business every day in order to spit out cash flow on the other side and just it, it seems so far away. Well, let me tell you that my journey is not overly dissimilar. I'm going to circle back to 2015 real quick just so you guys understand the pathway that has happened and, and why this is really important to understand is back in 2015, I declared bankruptcy. I was in a mountain of personal debt absolute mountain of it and i didn't have the financial capacity to pay my debts which uh strangely enough is what happens just before you go bankrupt right and so in that scenario what had happened is over the years i had built up more debt and in trying to pay some of that debt i would get myself further into debt turns out that's not the smartest business plan as a transport who'd have thunk it right who'd have thunk it Uh, So anyway, uh, through that, a a bunch of really bad investments, some very poor choices as a younger man, and uh, some some huge risks. I I took some monumental risks, and had those risks paid off, 
I'd probably be retired right now, but they did not. They went the other way. And that's just the, one of the lessons in life. So I, I went bankrupt. And as you can imagine, there was a, a lot of, uh, a lot of emotional, a lot of, sorry, a lot of emotions tied up in there. I was ashamed. I was uh, humiliated. I was frustrated. I was angry. Uh, I felt like an absolute loser because I thought I'm someone in my mid thirties and, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm meant to be buying properties and, you know, a lot of my friends are, are pretty successful. And so yeah, they are buying multiple properties and uh, having kids and they're going on these amazing holidays and vacations and they're traveling and doing all this stuff. And here I am in a mountain of debt, struggling and frustrated with life in general. And so the worst case that happened, I did declare bankruptcy. And interestingly enough, after I got over my own ego and I understood that it's, uh, you know, a failing is, it's just a setback and I was still determined to be self-employed. I was still determined not to have to work to, for anyone anymore. And so what I did was I went out and uh, I still, I found another job. <laughs> I was out of work for around about two years at that time, on, on and off over about a three year period. There was around about 18 months, 18 months to two years where I was uh, technically unemployed, which I just couldn't, couldn't buy a bucket as they say in basketball, I couldn't buy a bucket. And what that meant was the jobs I was going for, I either wasn't qualified enough for them or I was overqualified for the ones that I was trying to go for. And so uh, it, it was a strange sort of dichotomy and strange sort of time in my life. The, uh, the worst case scenario almost occurred where we had been planning this wedding, my, my now wife and I, and it was an international wedding. And I, I know this, this sounds very, very ironic. Here I am complaining about a bankruptcy and, you know, what was me and oh, oh, sad, sad little me with my international wedding. But uh, it, it, was, uh, it was actually, interestingly enough, a cheaper choice than, than having it in Australia um, or, or back home in New Zealand for that matter. And so we went to Indonesia to, to get married. Now, the, the reason why I almost wasn't allowed to go because you have to apply to your trustee. And when you apply to your trustee, you have to give written evidence that you've got return tickets and you're not just going to fly away and never come back. So eventually they did let me go and that was all fine. Anyway, slight digression then. Just wanted to set up a bit of context for you guys. So circle back to 2017 and uh, from when I went bankrupt right up to 2017, I thought there's got to be a way for me to leave the workforce. I need to get this done. This is absolutely not my jam. I'm not, I've never wanted to be there. I've been wanting to be self-employed since I was eight years old. I remember very specifically wanting to be self-employed. I remember very, very specifically. Uh, and it took a few years for that to happen, but that's fine. That's just how life unfolds for you sometimes. Anyway, so circle back to 2017 and I'd been setting up a digital agency because I've had a whole bunch of experience running ads for e-commerce stores and setting up email lists and doing all this funnel building stuff. I had a certain set of skills. <laughs> feel like Liam Neeson have a very particular set of skills. Uh, that was a horrendous accent. Jamie, don't ever do that again. You're insulting the man. If he ever listens to this, he's going to find me and he will kill me. My God, that's a scary thought. Uh, anyway, I'm digressing once more. So 2017, I left the workforce and I was in a state where I just, I couldn't hack it anymore. And my wife said, look, you're obviously unhappy there. We, I think that you can make this thing work. So I'd say, let's just go for it. And so I didn't, I, I left the workforce that was in March and I set up my own little digital agency and I ran ads for small business. I had uh, some pretty solid skills in terms of running Facebook ads. And uh, I did that professionally for around about two, 
nearly three-ish years when I let go of my last client. And it was fun. I had a, had a client that paying X amount, I think it was about a thousand bucks a month. And then I picked up another one, I picked up another one and things were starting to pick up momentum. I thought, this is great. My first year of business, I didn't really do that well financially, but it was enough to keep me out of the workforce. And with my wife's salary, we did okay. Second year did actually quite well. Uh, ended up building my income up and I found a, a bit of a niche. Interestingly, uh, interesting side note, by the way, that saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know, is uh, is, is very prevalent in my life. And I'm assuming that it's for a lot of people. So what transpired was I very quickly realized that uh, I didn't want to be a client facing necessarily. And I found a bit of a niche working on behalf of other agencies. And the way that that transpired is because someone that I'd become acquainted with, who's now become a good mate of mine, was doing that exact same thing. He ran a, a rather large agency, however. And so he would give me the offshoots of his uh, of his work, the stuff that he didn't want to do as part of his agency. A lot of them were handshake deals that he'd had for, with clients for many years. And so along I trot and he hands me over all this work, which was really cool. So that kept me fed for, for quite some time. And in between, we, uh, we managed to live this pretty cool lifestyle. My wife and I, we traveled, we went to Europe, we uh, went to Bali, we you know did all sorts of stuff. I think I went back to New Zealand that year as well. I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we, we probably, well, I at least anyway, spent maybe uh, six to seven weeks uh, overseas that year, which is pretty cool. And, uh, but the, the reality was 2019 rolled around and at the end of 2018, the major agency that I was deriving most of my income from had experience some financial issues themselves. And so they uh, very kindly said to me just before Christmas, I was due for a rather large paycheck and they said, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. So look, here's what's happened. We can't afford to pay our contractors. So you know how you've been working 12 hour days for you know, a bit of part of six weeks. Well, <laughs> uh, we can't pay you. And um, so that was a bit frustrating as you can imagine. So once again, I found myself in financial turmoil. And I thought, really, I'm not over it yet. Come on, seriously, universe, what are you doing to me, man? And so in the start of 2019, I thought, what am I doing? Like, here I am, I'm doing this thing where I don't necessarily feel fulfilled from this. I wasn't in love with the idea of running ads for people. I wasn't in love with the idea of client facing or, you know, the, the direct clients that I did have where they were paying me four to 500 bucks per month because I was completely underselling myself, by the way. Don't ever do that. It's a, it's a very important lesson I had to learn in my business early on. Don't undersell yourself. You're worth way more, I can assure you, especially if you can deliver. And so because I was undercharging, I was attracting, forgive me for saying so, but shithouse clients. And those shithouse clients were demanding and I was pouring time and energy and technically I was losing money based on the time I was spending with these, these people. And the problem was that I was running ads and I was getting leads for sometimes a dollar, sometimes 80 cents, sometimes a couple of bucks, sometimes five bucks, sometimes 20 bucks, you know, it depends on, on the client. But uh, one specific one springs to mind where I'd cut a deal with an agency, but for some reason I ended up becoming client facing and I was running ads and they were getting leads for however much it was. It was, it was under a couple of bucks. It was pretty damn good. And uh, they weren't converting. And so, of course, being the ad guy, that then becomes your fault. However, that was my fault, not because the ads were bad, not because the uh, graphics that I was putting on the ads or the videos or anything like that was, was not on point. The problem was that I was solving one tiny issue in their business. I was only solving the ad and the uh, clicks to their website. What I wasn't solving is the fact that their website sucked. 
that it was never going to convert anywhere because it sucked and I didn't know how to fix that and I didn't really want to undertake that as, as a job. I'm not a web development guy. I can build funnels and do all that sort of fun stuff, but I'm not a web development guy. So I didn't want to get down, go down that path. I just thought if I could just sticky tape my little offering, which is just running ads to people as a side note and not really have to worry about all that other stuff, that's what I want to do, which is what I did. And I did it quite well. However, like I say, big issue was doesn't solve the conversion process. There was no follow-up in, in place. You know, I was getting great leads and they were just going to the wayside um, and they couldn't understand the customer journey. So what would happen is say someone might sign up for a trial and the trial, for example, might be a $1 trial, just hypothetically, I can't actually remember the details now, but it might've been a $1 trial. And so they'd sign up for that and it might cost them 20 bucks or 30 bucks. And my plea with them was to understand the customer journey and the lifetime value of that customer because if you can get them to stay and even if it's only 30 bucks a month or whatever it, it might cost you on that front end but if they stay for six months 12 months guess what you made that well and truly back and you've actually uh profited very nicely off that front end expenditure that's what a lot of businesses didn't understand so anyway i got frustrated with all these things I decided to, to uh, diversify. So bearing in mind, this entire time I'd been doing affiliate marketing. This is way back since 2011. I've been doing affiliate marketing on the side. So I'd done all sorts of things like launch jacking. I had built email lists. I had blogs. I tried CPA marketing. I had put books on Kindle at this stage. I had uh, set up fan pages back when they, they were a thing for Facebook. I put them out and uh, started trying to monetize those until Facebook changed its algorithm. And then all of a sudden, fan pages just weren't a thing anymore. You couldn't actually get organic traffic to your fan pages. So all these likes that you were getting meant absolutely nothing. So, uh, you know, I'd been through the mud. I'd, I'd learned a lot of stuff, but I was still doing it on the, on the background. I was updating articles. I was uh, commenting on Quora. I was doing all the stuff in, in the background, trying to maintain some sense of affiliate marketing, trying to maintain some sense of additional income other than my agency stuff so when this transpired and, and the uh, agency i was getting the bulk of my income from decided to bring all their marketing in-house and happened to coincide with them not being able to afford to pay the contractors i thought i'm going to do something about this this is absolutely ridiculous and so i focused all my attention 2019 to affiliate marketing I thought this is it i'm going to do this this is my, my this is my jam from now on i know my stuff i've been doing this for years sure i hadn't broken past you know a few hundred bucks here and there but i, I still knew that if i focused some attention to it i could make it work and i was confident of that what i wasn't confident of is the time frame in which the things would take off and so to give you some more context all this entire time since about 2017 i built a facebook group uh, and I think that had maybe, I don't know, a couple hundred members in at that stage. Uh, I'd also built a YouTube channel. In fact, this was my second one. The first one, I, I tell you, this is like a hard luck story, right? The, the first one, YouTube decided to smite. It smited me down or smote me down, whatever that word is. And uh, I, I don't know why. I think maybe it was some sort of breach of, of um uh, copyright, which I, I can't imagine what that would have been. Maybe I was playing a song in the background and I don't know, maybe they picked that up. Who knows? Copyright infringement. Anyway, they didn't really tell me. They just smacked my account down 
and I'd had about 70 videos, so I'd been recording on a pretty regular basis. And because I'm uh, not that great at backing stuff up, I didn't have a backup. So all those videos were lost. So onto my second channel by this stage. So I had a YouTube channel. I had my Facebook group. I had my Facebook fan pages, plural. There's a whole bunch of them out there. And I had an email list as well, uh, which was very non-responsive. I didn't really know what I was doing. And uh, I built that up through all sorts of things like solo ads and, and whatnot at that stage. It wasn't doing all that much. Plus, I uh, had my blogs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, I still had all this stuff. So 2019, I decided to change focus and ditch the agency stuff and start letting go of some of my clients. And so the hard part was because I still needed the income from the few clients I had left, I still needed that income in order to help me survive. And so therefore it's that old saying, the hound that chases many rabbits catches none. And that was me, I was chasing many rabbits. And as a result of that, I caught not much. <laughs> I, I caught like the fluff of a rabbit, not really the, uh, the actual dollars themselves. And so, yeah, I w was making some income and it was had, it did have a sense of regularity with that. But it wasn't enough to, to sustain me, really. And interestingly enough, and like I say, I'm not trying to paint a, a hard, like, what was me type story here, because in truth, I had an incredible lifestyle. And externally, I, I traveled to Europe again. I think I spent a month in, or just shy of a month, I should say, in Italy uh, that year in 2019. And uh, I think we also went to Bali. I, I went to New Zealand again. So, you know, I think it was... Um, I was living this kind of what you would call a kind of like a laptop lifestyle. But the, the truth of the matter was I didn't have the financial capacity to back myself up. This is all because my wife was slaving away at this, um, at this job. Bless her. And so with that in mind, I connected with uh, my now friend and business partner, um, Jacob Karras, who was then just an acquaintance. I, I had seen him online. I thought, man, this guy is killing it. I want to... I want the secret sauce. Like, what's what's this guy doing? It's this young kid doing. <laughs> and here I am, like slaving away. I can't make it work, right? And so um, he happened to be in my hometown, and I reached out to him, asked him if I could shout him a coffee and, and just have a chat. And I didn't want anything from the exchange. I had no expectations on the exchange. Really, just wanted to to literally just network with someone that was doing that. I think one of the issues with doing this whole affiliate marketing thing. And online business in general to a certain degree is that you are at home and you're toiling away on your laptop and you're thinking, am I doing the right thing? Gosh, it would be nice if I had a colleague that I could ask a question to. That would be lovely. But you don't have colleagues because you're isolated. And so that isolation can tend to get to you a little bit. Uh, it's not something that many people discuss. But anyway, I was very isolated. So network with, with Jacob, we met up and um, got along. And we sort of loosely kept in touch over the next sort of six months or so. And, um, yeah, we sort of just pop in and out of, of, of the radar, so to speak, and um, just loosely keep in touch and have a chat every now and then. That, that was pretty much it. Nothing really transpired. So in the meantime, I was still toiling away. And at, at one point, I, I thought, cool, I just need to get myself out there even more. So what I was doing is I was going live in four different communities every single day. So four different groups I was going live in, different topics as well, because I had a wealth of knowledge at that stage. Um, so I was going live in four different places. I was producing a YouTube video every single day because I was trying to grow my brand that way. And I was also putting out content in my group and on my timeline as well, on my Facebook timeline. I was also managing two very active chatbot lists as well. 
they were actually deriving a decent chunk of revenue, so I can't complain about that at all. But I also had an email list. I was also writing to that on a daily basis. So needless to say, plus I was also managing some ads for some clients. So needless to say, I had a few things going on, right? <laughs> like I say, I'm going back to my quote before, the hound that chases many rabbits catches none, maybe a bit of rabbit fluff, and that's about it. So anyway, fast forward to later on in the year, and I really just, and, and, and forgive me, I know this has been somewhat long-winded, but I really wanted to paint a context for you guys so you understand how rapidly things can change once you stay focused and you start believing in the process. It is like magic. It's absolutely magic. So anyway, um, the, the sort of shortened version, I say that 20 minutes into it, the shortened version of this is basically there, there was a, a bit of an issue and the issue was that I couldn't make things work, right? And I couldn't get things to work properly. I, I was just trying so hard and nothing was working. I, I was making, let's say between, I don't know, $1,000, $2,000 in, in commissions every month. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't destitute. It wasn't like I was completely failing, but it was, it sucked. Like I didn't, I didn't really have any consistency with that. And there was no regularity. I felt like I was burning myself out for peanuts, basically. So with Jacob's help, basically, we stripped away the layers of my business. And within a very short space of time, so with his guidance, I finally just sort of let go and thought, you know, well, I'm just going to listen to this guy. He's finally helping me out. And I, you know, really just want to concentrate on what he's telling me and uh, let go of my ego enough to accept the advice and the help that I needed at that point. And I did. And uh, basically within a very short space of time and, and I, I literally seven days later, had my first $1,000 day and had my next one the next day and I had my first 10K month. Well, it was like 9,890 bucks or something like that. Like it was, you know, it was about 10K, right? So, but to go from broken and, and here's the con, here's the kicker, here's the absolute kicker for you guys. The day prior to me hitting my first $1,000 day online, I had $84 in my account, $84. There was no invoices out to my clients. Like I think I'd let go of my last ad client. So I had no way of knowing where the next dollar was coming from, $84. And to paint a picture of why that's relevant is because again, I found myself broke. And this is interesting because I'm married and my wife is doing quite well, but because of the bankruptcy, our finances were very separate. And so she'd lent me money and she was, patience was wearing pretty damn thin by this stage because here I am, I've been, you know, Jamie, what are you doing, man? You've been doing this thing for a couple of years. Like, what's, what's the big promises, mate? Come on. Like, you know, things were starting to get tense between us, as you can imagine. And so because of our separate finances, like I say, I had $84 in my account. And I remember thinking, I just need to, I need to, uh, something to happen. Like this, I, I don't get why things aren't working out. But I had extreme levels of faith. I understood finally all this stuff that I've been learning, all these years that I've been selling high-ticket products offline, $30,000 education packages, account openings for financial products, superannuation, insurance, like all this stuff that I've been selling over the years, I understood that I could bring this online. And so I had an extreme faith in what I was doing all of a sudden. And I understood the process on a deeper level. I understood that it's just about getting the right pieces in place and focusing on those fundamental things. It's not the hacks. It's not the funnels. It's not the fancy stuff. I don't need that. What I do need is to focus on those fundamentals, which I did. 
So because of the, I guess, the, the sense of lack in my life at that time, I was doing some neuro-linguistic programming. Now, I'm not a practitioner, so I'm not going to go into the details of how you can do that for yourself, but let's just say that it's a, an amazing way to anchor certain emotions within you. And so for me, I was able to anchor a feeling of abundance. I was able to anchor all the times in my life when I, for example, I used to trade the financial markets very heavily. I've been trading since I was around about 18, 19. And I do ridiculous things, absolutely ridiculous. 124 bucks into $14,000 overnight, like eight hours of trading and I'd bang, I'd blow this account up. Highly leveraged, highly risky, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I'd experienced that feeling of like taking nothing and building it. So I had that feeling of abundance. I knew that it was there somewhere. And so I used NLP to tap into that. And I coupled that with some affirmations and a little bit of meditation. But the other thing I coupled it with was extreme levels of gratitude. I was so grateful for everything, the journey that I was on. And as weird as it sounds, I was grateful for the struggles that I'd experienced along the way. I was grateful for the setbacks. I was grateful for the personal growth that had come about from that. And that's why I'm giving you guys a context, by the way. It's not me just rambling. I wanted to give you guys a context because it paints a picture of, of how things can change. So I understand that. And, and that feeling, and as some of you guys will know, that feeling of having 84 bucks in your account, of nothing in your account, not knowing where the next bill is coming from, not knowing how you're going to survive next week, not knowing how you know, you're going to look after your, your, fight, your family. You know, it sucks. So there was one other thing that, that occurred that allowed me to sort of blow up in, in a very rapid succession. And so that thing was, I happened to be scrolling through Instagram because, you know, it's great to get your little dopamine hits from your social medias. And so I was scrolling through Instagram. I saw this video from uh, Goldcast, if you're ever interested, Goldcast. And uh, it was from Tony Robbins. And he was explaining a story about when he was a young man, I think he was around about 24. He had about 17 bucks left. And he ended up giving it to this young child that he saw in a, uh, in a store that he was in. I think he was uh, gone from all you can eat salad place and this little boy was taking his mum out for lunch. And so he had gifted this little boy the rest of his money. And he was also in a situation where he was somewhat destitute, shall we say. He had rent due the next day and all this sort of stuff, or, you know, that week or whatever, right? Anyway, I uh, highly recommend you look it up. It's a great story. And he said that he felt this feeling when he was walking home that he was floating it just felt great because he'd done something so unselfishly to gift this little boy this money to take his mum out so he'd gifted something to him in order to help someone else out and that feeling of being able to truly trust that things are going to work out he said he floated home now this is someone at that stage that lived in a very small apartment to the best of my understanding and he had bills and he had all this sort of stuff. But there was one other thing that had occurred, which was when he got home, he thought, okay, well, that was not maybe not the greatest thing I should have done because now I need to pay rent. <laughs> my utilities are due. I don't know how I'm going to feed myself tomorrow. That was all the money I have in the world. <laughs> and so the next day, lo and behold, is a check in the mail and someone had owed him a little bit of money and this person had paid him back with his check and basically uh it was like 1200 bucks or something like that and it said you know apologies i know you've been chasing me um you know here's a little bit of interest it was like whatever it was it was an additional 100 bucks or 200 but whatever it was i, I, I don't know but there was some interest there and you know sorry for giving you the run around 
but the lesson that he learned from that was if you fully believe and trust that there's always going to be enough, then that is what will manifest in your life. If you trust that it's always going to be there. And so I thought, how can I replicate this in my business? How can I replicate this in my life? And because I'm forever the romantic, I took my wife out for lunch and I said, let's just go. We'll have a fun day. It was like a Sunday or something like that. Let's go out. Let's go do something fun. Okay. Sounds good. What are we doing? I don't know. Let's go to the movies. Great. A normal couple thing to do, right? But then I took it to KFC because I'm so romantic, very romantic meal. <laughs> went to Kentucky Fried Chicken for lunch and we went to a movie. Now, the important thing to understand with this is normally I would be looking at my phone. I'd be checking my bank balance every five minutes. Oh, do I have enough? I've got 84 bucks left. And if you know, I buy this thing, then I don't know if I'm going to have enough for tomorrow. Oh, gosh. And so that anxiety would perpetuate. On this occasion, I didn't. I just let things be as they were. And we had a great time. We laughed and we joked and she loved it. We watched whatever crappy movie was on at the time. And we brought popcorn and, you know, we just did a couple of stuff. We held hands on the way home and it was lovely, just a nice day. And so the very next day after that, because I had trusted that things were going to work out and I trusted that it's okay, things are going to be fine. I'm not going to die. <laughs> and if, if so, that's probably the worst case scenario. And the very next day I sold something and this person sent me my thousand dollars US and that was about 1300 Australian dollars at that time. And so the next day I had that same experience, someone else uh, bought something. So I had $2,600 out of having $84 in the account the day before. Anyway, I'm gonna take a little sip of water and to catch you guys in one very quick moment, excuse me. All right, thanks very much, folks. Sorry about that. Just had a, a frog in my throat that was not going to disappear, but I'm back, but I'm back. Anyway, from that point on, that first $1,000 day, the time frame between that and Jacob and Chris and myself heading the Two Comma Club Award, so passing a million dollars in revenue through our funnel for what is now the Super Affiliate Accelerator, as I recall, I think it was about 465 days. I could be wrong. It might have been 454, 475, whatever, something like that. The point being is that that time frame from finally cracking the code, so to speak, and focusing on the revenue generating activities, making that first $1,000 day, it was just over a year. Now, you know, throwing it out there, no, it's not all... Uh, all my money <laughs> no that that figure is revenue not net profit but to average between 10 and 30k a month uh, ever since that point it, it's been absolutely life-changing and i really wanted to paint a context for you guys because i want you to understand that the journey to get to these places is is that is the learning curve that is where the personal growth comes from and in my case i feel like i needed to go through that but then when you get clear on 
what you're doing every day and you get clear on your mission, you get clear on why you're doing it and who you can serve and how you can help and you open up to that, that point between finding that level of success and just letting go, understanding that you're on the right pathway to then achieving some pretty amazing things along the way with dedication, focus and consistency, it's alarming how quickly those things can transpire. And so, like I say, it, it was really just a, a rapid succession. It, it took, uh, like I say, it wasn't that long, just over slightly over a year, 14, 15 months, whatever it was, which is kind of cool to uh, win the award a little bit uh, gutted. We, uh, we can't actually travel over to uh, claim that award uh, due to the, uh, the pandemic at the moment, but um, who knows, maybe we'll make up for it with a, another adventure somewhere else some other time. But uh, anyway, just wanted to put this out there, folks. Uh, like I say, it, it's alarming what can you what you can achieve. And I thought you might get a little bit of benefit from hearing my tale in terms of how quickly things can transpire when you just let go, you open up, you stay focused, and you believe in that process along the way. Anyway, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Apologies for the, uh, the slight uh, brief interruption just before. Hopefully you guys got a ton of value out of this. Feel free to hit that subscribe button if you'd like to hear more. I'm going to be delivering tales from the trenches, so to speak, about marketing, about life, and about uh, succeeding with your goals. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Smash that subscribe button if you'd like to hear more. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Cheers.